Welcome back to the Unplayable Podcast. On a very, very green Hobart pitch, England chose to bowl first and were immediately rewarded in the fifth Ashes test. Australia were reeling at 3 for 12 after 10 overs as Ollie Robinson and Stuart Broad enjoyed the overcast conditions. But a counterpunch from Manus Labuschagne and Travis Head flipped the momentum back in Australia's favour. Labuschagne was bowled in bizarre circumstances. Check out cricket.com.au for that video. While Head went on to score a brilliant century. Cameron Green also impressed with 74 runs but fell short just before the rain set in, ending the day early. Louis Cameron spoke to Ricky Ponting after day one, proudly brought to you by HCL, the official digital technology partner of Cricket Australia. I'm here with Ricky Ponting on day one of the Hobart test, the final test of this Ashes series. Ricky, it was a crazy start to to play. I mean, let's go back to that first hour. Have you ever seen seen movement like that um, at any point in a in a test match in Australia? Um, look, you probably have, but if you have, it's a long time ago. And and um, it would look it was challenging early, but it didn't take long for that to stop and the ball to start hitting the middle of the bat. Then it, it turned into a really, really good batting surface really quickly. So, which I think will be the trend in Hobart. We have because we haven't seen many games down there. We're not sure the characteristics, characteristics of the wicket or what it's going to do, what the ball is going to do under lights at night. So, as this game goes on, you know, even if it's tonight, or actually, we probably won't get the, that second new ball tonight. But sometime in the game, we're going to get to see the new ball under lights. And I've got a feeling with the, just the way the weather is down there, I, I've got a feeling it might be a place that it does more in the early part of the day, the newer ball than it does at night, because it'll just get a little bit cooler. There'll be a little bit of moisture on the wicket, which will probably help the ball skid on and stay a bit truer than it does in Adelaide under lights. So we've got a bit to learn, but it was certainly challenging uh, for the Australian top order for the first hour today. It was, and then it looked like, I guess, Marnus and, uh, and Travis Head, the way they batted to get Australia out of trouble initially there was um, was quite impressive. I, I wanted to ask you about Marnus's dismissal. What was he? What was he trying to do? Well, he was trying to do what he did a couple of um, a couple of balls earlier in the in the, the over before that the broad bowl, where he sort of used his feet and shimmy down and got outside the line and flicked him over mid wicket. That's what he was. That's what he was trying to do. Uh, unfortunately, when he went to move his feet, he missed his spikes and hit the outside of his boot. No, <laughs> sort of uh, stretched out a bit further than he wanted to, and got it in a position where it was impossible for him to actually hit the ball. So, um, yeah, as I, I said on air at the time, he'll be he'll be embarrassed about actually getting out, but he'll be having been there before. I've ended up on my face in a test match, picking yourself up off the wicket to get off the ground. It's not a place you want to be. So, um, you know, and yeah, so he'll, he'll probably sit back and look at that. I'm not sure you saw Smithy and Cummo having a bit of a laugh about it. I'm not sure Manus will be having much of a laugh about it when he, uh, when he sees it tonight, probably for the hundredth time. Well, I'm glad you preempted, uh, you know, your own slip over because I was, you know, just a little bit nervous about asking you about it, Ricky, but um, you know, since you brought it up, I mean, did you see kind of any similarities and, and were you able to laugh at it? Um, you know, how long did it take you to be able to laugh at it? I haven't laughed at it yet. I'm not going to laugh at it either here tonight. No, um, I've actually been waiting all day to get stitched up in comms about it because it was when it sort of happened, a few people sort of looked at me waiting for me to acknowledge that it happened. I didn't say anything, but I've been just been waiting for a replay to pop up at some stage today. It hasn't yet. I'm not going to bring it up anymore, but um, yeah, you don't see it too often. And trust me, when you're, as I said, the, the the shot at your dignity when you get out in the first place and then when you've got to actually get up and walk off the field, it's not uh, it's not a fun place to be. Well, we've already dug out the footage, mate, so um, you can you can look forward to seeing that one a bit later. 
Yeah, I'll delete the app. I think tonight, mate. So I won't have to look at it anymore. Right. Well, we better um, we better enjoy this podcast because it might be the last one we ever do. I mean, thinking about kind of after that, and and obviously Trav and Cameron Green batted um, really beautifully. Did England just take their foot off the throat just a little bit? Oh, I think they missed a couple of key moments. I don't think they bowled short enough or at the body enough to Travis. I think the only time that he really looked, um, well, not the only time, there was a few play, few player misses and he got a couple of thick edges on some that sort of threw, flew through the gully, four slip sort of area. But, you know, he, the two short balls that he faced, he looked really troubled by them. And that was a, if I'm an opposition captain or even the bowler or the bowling coach at that time, I'm sitting back and thinking, oh, hang on, the only real chink that we've seen in his armour today is the short ball directed at his body. And they didn't go back there again. It was, you look at his wagon wheels and where he scored his runs, he got his runs exactly where he wants to get them. And, you know, it's a big thing for me as a coach in the IPL even. Like if if guys get runs against us, I'm happy for them to get runs where I don't want them to score. But I don't, I would, I don't want guys coming out and getting hundreds in, you know, the, the positions and the areas of the ground that they want to score from. And that's the challenge of, of coaching and, and setting plans is making it one uncomfortable for them to bat. Um, so you work out how you're going to get them out. If you can't get them out, you work out how you're going to stop them scoring. And it just looked today that England did neither of those. And even fast forward another hour and a half to when Cam Green's out, that took an, that took an over and a half, not even to unsettle him, use some short stuff. And what happens? Sure enough, he's out. They hadn't tried that either. So, you know, these little things are, I think just looking back on the whole series, they've just missed crucial opportunities. And whether that's the captain, whether that's, the bowlers not being flexible enough to change, whether whether it's the support staff and bowling coaches for not, um, you know, being courageous enough maybe to get some messages out to the bowlers to tell them that you know to change and have a crack at this. But you know, today it, it cost them pretty quickly because they they were all over Australia early. Um, and maybe there's some maybe there's a few skeletons there from things that have happened earlier in the series as well, where they've been criticised for not bowling full enough and maybe bowling too short. Conditions like today, maybe they didn't think they needed to do that, but it became pretty evident that Travis looked uncomfortable on a couple of balls and they didn't, they didn't look there again. Well, and maybe even the selection of Ollie Robertson in the first place, obviously, you know, the, that first hour he was, he was unplayable in, in that bit. But I mean, did it look to you that he might've been carrying something into this game? Well, we thought he was, there was a few whispers, whispers from the Melbourne test, was it? Um, that he might've had a slight shoulder yeah. injury, but looked like he was grabbing low on his, low left back so mm. and they had you know they've had a week and a half to get him right and physically right for this game so he wouldn't have thought he'd be carrying anything in and the fact that you know Stokes is not there as a backup they couldn't afford to take anyone in with any sort of niggle whatsoever so oh, I think it's just been I think it's just been bad luck this one for, for Robinson he did look he did look pretty much their best bowler early on he certainly did and um and, and thinking about Travis Head now as well I mean that's his second century in this series and they both come on on pretty tough wickets in you know and in tough circumstances for the team are you seeing a real improvement there in, in how he's going about his business yep oh takes it that is brilliant the roar will tell you it's an innings she'll go a long way to see a better one a stunning century elegance panache sprinkled with power yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's probably a few little minor technical changes that he's made, but the, the thing to me is that he just looks committed to his game more than ever. You know, he's always been an aggressive player. You know, he's probably been criticised in the past for being a little bit reckless with some of the, the stroke making and shots that he's tried to play in test cricket. Um, but 
to come out and play like he did in Brisbane, 85 ball, 100 in Brisbane, um, you know, run a ball 50 in Adelaide when the team needed him to put his foot down and get the job done for them then. And then to come out and counter punch like he did today with Marnus, um, just see, see, says to me that he's just completely comfortable in his skin. Um, he's got a method now that he believes is going to work for him at test level. Um, you know, the selectors have obviously had some good chats to him about um, the way that they're happy for him to play. And, you know, the coaches have probably said the same thing. And, you know, Pat even has maybe said the same thing that we want you to play a natural way. And he's just doing it. And he's done it. He's done it brilliantly so far. He's, you know, he's hands down for mine being the batsman of the, of the series so far. I mean, Uzi was brilliant last week, but, you know, he's probably played three of the better knocks in the series so far. Brisbane, even that 50 in Adelaide and today. So, um, yeah, if I was going to sum him up, it's, you know, no, I don't think there's much of a technical change with him. It seems like a bit of a mental change and he's sort of flicked the switch and, and playing with um, complete freedom. And, you know, as a batsman, that's a, that's a nice place to be in. Well, then I'm interested to hear, hear your thoughts on Cameron Green because he's someone we've talked a lot about in this series, technically with the bat. Um, have you seen him? Have you seen changes there? And, and how have you kind of, I, I guess, seen those today? Yeah, look, once again, I don't think many technical things. I think there was a more of an intent to hit the ball and get off strike more today than the really defensive, you know, make sure I get through my first 20 or 30 balls and not really look to score. Um, and I said to you last the last couple of weeks, once we start seeing him play off front and back foot well, then he's going to be a real handful to bowl to. And we saw that today. I, I had a really good Hawkeye graphic build up actually just before he got out. He, he had a cover drive on the up, up off Stuart Broad, which was a, nearly a seven metre length ball. When you think of that, you think seven metres is short. He stood up on top of the bounce and punched it through the covers. The over before, there was one from Mark Wood that he played off the back foot. There was about, only about a metre and a half shorter that he stood up tall on the back foot and punched it through the covers off the back foot. So when you're that big and that tall, um, you you know, and like any batsman, the, the art of batting, and I say it all the time, is minimising the margin for error for bowlers on length more than anything. They can get away, well, they don't get away with line, but if you can, if you can minimise the margin of error for length, then bowling becomes really difficult. And especially if you're that tall, you've got a better opportunity to do that. And, you know, we saw him in Sydney last week play some pull shots to length balls that weren't that short. He drove the ball beautifully today, which you know we, we know is his great strength anyway, front foot driving. But when I see him start playing off the back foot like he did today, then, yeah, look, he if he can keep developing that side of his game, he's going to be really hard to bowl to going forward. And is that instinctual, like that, you know, him driving balls on that seven-metre length that you're talking about and then also being able to pull balls that maybe aren't that full off that length? I mean, is that something he's thinking, I'm going back if it's in this area, or is it just he's just a natural kind of talent like that? No, it's it's all the training you do. It's, it's like I, you know, I said the other day about all the training, preparation, drilling, everything you do is about doing that. You know, the visual cues you get, pick up length quicker, Um but, but if anything, it's the intent to show to hit the ball and to score runs. As soon as you start thinking about scoring runs and hitting the ball, you move better. You pick up the length better. Your feet move better. You get it into better positions. Um, and that's what he did today. I, I thought that, I thought it was really noticeable today that the way that he started in particular, um, it just looked like he was there to get on with it a bit more and back himself a bit more. And, and if he continues to learn and understand what that means, then he'll get better game after game. And then what does it say about his potentially mental strength as well to be able to kind of make these these little tweaks um, and adjustments in, over the course of a long series as a young guy, you know, 57 runs at 14 in his first five innings. That, that can be quite hard to do in the middle of a series, can't it? Yeah, it can be. It, it also, when you've got someone to feed off at the other end, which, you know, with Travis going like he was today, that makes it a bit easier because, you know, the strike is being rotated quickly. You don't, 
you don't have to think about, um, you know, if I get out now, then the, the, the game's going nowhere because you've got someone ticking over the scoreboard at the other end. So, you know, the partnership that you that you walk into can sometimes um, help you there. And I know even with Marnus and Travis today, like Marnus was really the one that got things moving today and then Travis got on the back of that and the way they went. So it's all about partnership batting as well. But, yeah, look, it's... I mean, it's with him, he's just going to get more and more comfortable every game that he plays, you know, and no doubt even, you know, that little, well, more than a cameo in the second innings in Sydney last week, you know, I think I said to you last week that it, that, that'll be great for him going into Hobart because he'll carry that down and, and, and he did. So, yeah, you, you look for little things all the time, little positives as an individual player that you can take out of game to game. He got some some confidence out of the second innings in Sydney and that's flowed down into Hobart and he played beautifully today. And just finally on him, I mean, you feel like a hundred's potentially not far off there. Yeah, it was there today, wasn't it? He just had England exactly where he wanted him today. Um, flat, bowler down, 50 overall ball, lights on, ball skinning on beautifully. Um, no quality spinner. It was all there waiting for him today, but uh, it's not going to be far away. If he if he takes that, that same, you know, mental approach into every innings going forward, regardless if he's got get runs the game before or not, I think that's the, the big challenge for him. It doesn't matter what happened last week or two test matches before it's all about getting yourself up and getting the mindset right for the next challenge that you have and that's what he'll learn um it takes a lot of people you know a long time to learn that but he seems to be learning pretty quickly looking forward to uh to seeing for the i guess one more innings in this series and and um and then to come as well thanks for your time ricky good on you mate cheers